Okay, if you happen to miss this morning, we have uh, kind of changed format. We're kind of in a, like a teaching classroom uh, idea here. <clears throat> uh, uh, and I do believe that it will extend even into next Sunday. I'm not quite sure how far uh, the Lord will permit us to continue to do this. I don't want to uh, drag something on that the Lord doesn't want, and I don't want to cut it off uh, before we should. So we'll just be praying about that. And seeing what God has for us. I'm not positive, but whenever this is done, if, if you plead ignorance to end times and various things, you just had to have stopped your ears. Because I believe God's going to show us, plain as day, and you should know. <clears throat> Luke 21 is kind of an opening text. I'd like to give you some scripture of comfort. And this is one. It does hang in there. It will turn comforting. Luke 21, 25 says, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations. That's what's going on right now. Distress with perplexity. They don't know what to do with Israel, what to do with Jerusalem. The Word of God talks about Jerusalem being a trembling cup. Whoever has occupied that land has never had an answer for Jerusalem. <clears throat> and the sea and the waves roaring. It says, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. Got a number of visitors this morning. Don't know if they came back, but somehow they got word that we were going to touch on end times and whether it was a friend or something. And they ended up coming here because they themselves could sense and feel something's out of whack in our world. Whether they're truly uh, people in the Word of God, I don't know. But they could sense something and they knew that possibly some light might be shed and so that they were here. And this is what we see here in the Word of God that things, men's hearts are failing them for fear for things that they see. What was it? Uh, the September a couple years ago, it was a trillion some dollars was lost on the market and just like that or Maybe that's even way under than what it was, but it was six or five or four trillion just disappeared in the market. Not because somebody stole them, but because that's what we call a crash. Some economists are claiming another one's going to happen before Christmas this year. Also claiming another big housing bust is going to happen this year. Men's hearts that don't know Christ, that don't have an anchor, have no hope, the hearts failed it, failed it. Many suicides take place during the Great Depression and the stock market crash, people jumping out of windows, people having heart attacks. And so God says this stuff is what happens and comes to us during these times. And it also says, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. It says, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. This is where it gets great. God says this bad stuff's going to happen first, but look what's going to follow it. And I think Brian even mentioned this in his prayer. And, so, and, when we, and when these things begin to come to pass, begin, not after the fact that you see them, begin to come to pass, then look up, lift your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Your finally being bought back is going to happen through all this, through what we see happening and starting to happen. When? No man knows. The idea is, is it's going to happen. And then, Pat doesn't have this one, but just listen as I read. 
It says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so <clears throat> that the day of the Lord so come that the uh, as a thief in the night. We we know that. If you're a Christian, you should know that. We had that little clip that scared half of you this morning. Uh, that's actually going to happen. That's going to happen. Not sure how and which way, but it's going to happen. I think that'd be kind of cool to be preaching in that rapture happen. I'd rather have that happen than somebody running me down because I'm a Christian wanting to shoot me or going the way of a natural death. It would just be cool if God said, bam, and I'm in the presence of God. In the twinkling of an eye. That's going to happen. <clears throat> For when they shall say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Remember, I used that uh, little analogy with that. We had our first baby. Uh, not really knowing a whole lot about that stuff. Ruthie's great with child. Her water broke. She wanted to go back into bed and just kind of pull the covers up. And I was like, okay, but something told her, this baby's coming and there's no escaping. And that's what God is saying here about the pangs of the world and things that are going on. <clears throat> okay, where did I leave off? Verse 4, but you, brother, this is to those of you who truly are supposed to be believers, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are of the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We have this light. We can see it coming. We might not know when or how or what's going to really happen to us, but we know it's coming. We shouldn't be caught off guard. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. Man, 90% of America is probably asleep to this stuff. It's a nice little crowd we have here, but I don't know if half of you come back. So even in our very own walls and the preaching of the Word that goes on here, for whatever reason, other half is not stirred. Just the way we are. It's, it's sad, but that's the way we are. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet and the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but unto salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is telling us through the Word and has trumpeted this sound for thousands of years that you and I should not be ignorant as we come possibly into this time as we see the various things going on in the news. Now, again, I'm saying, okay, I'm starting right here tonight. Well, I started looking at that and I thought, actually, we've got to probably start here. And every once in a while I mention it to Bruce and Bruce is like, that's all right. This is great stuff we need to know. And so we're just going to take our time and hopefully you will continue to understand. This section I call the Table of Nations. We're going to see where all these nations, where all these people have come from throughout the land. But to do that, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis 6. Sixth chapter of Genesis, starting with verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that He had made man on the earth, and it grieved Him at his heart. Isn't that amazing? 
God's wonderful creation of man. Man in his own image, God created him. And there came a point in time in life that God was like, what did I ever make man? What he did, what he said. Repented him. It grieved him for what we've become without God. And the Lord said, because of that, he said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man, beast, creeping things, fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. This is what bailed Noah out. He walked with God. That's the only thing going to bail you out, is you walking with God. Not your bank account, not all the food stashed in your basement, that you walk with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, down to verse 11. So here's his three boys. He found grace. God's wasted everything. Earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Almost like today. I mean, it's pretty nasty out there. Ask any policeman. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the man that walked with God, he said, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and you shall pitch it within and without with pitch. So there's that little story we tell our kids all the time, like it's a little fairy tale or mother goose type thing. And if you are in our, our, our children's ministry, you teach that thing like it should be taught. Not like some cute little ark with all little cute faces of animals. That was God's salvation. The ark was a type of Christ. And the only way you were going to get by the judgment and the destruction was to be in the ark. Pitched within and pitched without is the type of the blood of Jesus Christ applied upon your heart. It's absolutely awesome. But I can't get... We're trying to get on into this end time stuff. So he said, the end of all flesh is come. Make me an ark. Now, Genesis 7, verse 19. Ark is made. Animals come in. Flood happened. Everything is destroyed. Genesis 7, 19 says, And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Everything. Everything. The highest peak. They have found fossils of fish on the highest peak. The mountains in, this, in our earth. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth both of the fowl and of the cattle and of the beast and every every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. God did it. So he's got this ark, Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives floating on top of everything. So, Genesis 8. As the water came down, they believed that the ark is settled somewhere in the mountain ranges of Turkey, Iraq, somewhere over there. 
never found, even though people have claimed they have found it. Genesis 8.20 says, Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on, on the altar. Flood came, everything died. Now earth population is what? Three, six, seven, eight people and animals. The ark comes down, settles down. They wait another long time until all the water's gone. When it's gone, they open up the ark and they make an offering to God. Thank you, Jesus. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be saying, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. And that's what they did. Verse 21 says, Then the Lord smelled a sweet savior. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. You hear this? Don't buy that thing that kids are good. They can look cute. We can dedicate them to the Lord in their cute little suits and white dresses. There ain't no good in them. They've got to get right with God when they're of age. They've got to. The Lord says, all man's heart. So then he goes on and says, Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. Verse 22, you can be a witness to this, especially if you're a farmer. You can you do your planting according to this. God says, while the earth remaineth, and it still does, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And you and I can say, Amen. I've witnessed that. We're just about leaving behind the cold. It's kind of nice. God axes the earth, it tilts, the sun goes a different way, it gets cold. Tilts again, comes back around, sun another, and you can feel the heat. Amazing. The sun can be shining as bright as it can be in the midst of January and be eight degrees. <laughs> It's amazing how God does this stuff. Very next chapter, Genesis 9, verse 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Here comes the table of nations. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. So here was God's, Okay, boys, we're going to do this again. We're going to start this again. Problem is, is, those that were spared by the grace of God and Noah's walk with God had the same heart as the rest. But this is where. Now we'll go to Genesis 10. Pat's going to bring it up. It's very long. 32 verses. And then we're going to go 9 verses into Genesis 11. And this is what man has called the table of of nations, this is where the nations have come from. Had to replenish, so these three um, men of God, brothers of Noah, were told to go and replenish the earth. And they go through the genealogies, New Living Translation. They'll read it on this on the, through the speakers for you, as you can watch it. And the very first three, maybe four verses of Genesis. I hope there's some names that you'll remember: Meshach. Tubal, um, Togomara, all those names, Gomer, Magog, we're going to get into them after we get through this. But this now is where people replenish. Okay, let's hear it. 
Now that's the table of nations. That would come after the ark settled again and they went out and replenished the earth. Went through all that just so you can see it. Some of those names I'm sure you heard. Sodom and Gomorrah and various things. But this is what has taken place. Some went toward the south where they went into Africa. Some of the, when it was scattered. Remember we told you of a dominant pigment in your skin and that dominant color is brown. It's brown. Everybody has that. And when God dispersed these people, the very dominant genes after being um, generation uh, after generation, it doesn't take long and, and their skins were darker or various uh, things have changed in the body, but all came from Noah's sons. Really, there is. I, I tell the only color that matters is red. And that's the red, the blood of Jesus Christ, not the skin of a yellow person or a Latino or Puerto Rican or an Italian or whatever it is, white, all that kind of stuff. It's ridiculous how the enemy has divided us. And he, man, he has made it impossible for us to unite what he's done. So they dispersed all over after the Tower of Babel. They talked with one language, and what did they do? Immediately they started building a tower to be like God, to live in the heavenlies. God saw what was going on, came down and said, we'll stop this. And no longer did they speak the same. And they had to go in the groups that they understood. Some would go south, some would go north, some would go east and disperse from Babylon. Now, finally, <clears throat> Ezekiel 38, I'll read it first. Ezekiel 38 says this. This is what's going on on your news now. You will recognize some names, some you won't, <clears throat> but we'll try to make it plain there in a second. Ezekiel 38, it says, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog and the land of Gog, chief priests of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O God, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws. This morning we talked a little bit what those hooks could be. And look, as I read this, look who's doing this. This guy, Ezekiel, is prophesying as the Spirit of God is moving upon him. And he's saying, I, I, I. Not Ezekiel. God is saying, you tell them I'm doing this. It's not these people that you see on the news, God says, no, I'm doing this. I'm stirring this up and I have a reason and I have a plan. What's that scripture you gave the other day? You mentioned uh, God <clears throat> creates the wicked and the, what's that scripture you were telling me? Even the wicked. God has made all things for himself, even the wicked, even the wicked. And this is what we see going on here. So he goes, and I will turn thee back, put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thy army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with buckler and shields, all of them handling swords. And he starts to name some. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, with them. All of them with shields and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togomara, of the north quarters and all his bands and many people with thee. Many people with thee. Now, we have set uh, the clip called Ezekiel 38. Look at this. 
Hopefully it will help explain it a little more as you hear, read this, and you're going to watch. 38th chapter of Ezekiel. Amen. That's why he's doing it. Absolutely. I am the Lord. It would be awesome to have a voice like that. I'd love to have that voice. Sorry. But it was. I mean, it's amazing. God says, I'm doing this. I'm going to magnify myself. That you're all going to know that I am the Lord. Now i got another clip. Pretty much says the same. The only little difference is when he talks about Turkey, Togomara, they, they say they found an old biblical uh, map where Meshach, um, what's those names, and Tubal were maybe parts of Turkey. So some of these names we might say that's the wrong person or this and that, but don't lose the idea this is going to happen. This is coming upon uh, the world right now. So we're not claiming 100% correctness. So that's up that's God. That's that's the Lord's. So this one here, uh, we want you to just watch so you get a feel again because if you watch that for the first time, you're like, wow, me God, me God. And then it's over. But now you're gonna just see again from two other people hear them speak and they will show you map also. Okay, so there you have that's a lot to chew on. It's kinda neat to see it. Um, remember he said Gog and Magog, Gog is like the, the king of Magog. And they believe that Magog, everything points to that it is Russia. It's going to come down from the north. Russia is not is the only one that's not a Muslim country at that time. But they're going to have alliances with all these Muslim countries. Meshach and Tubal said could be parts of Russia or Turkey, like they showed you along with Gomer. Um, Kush. Kush was one of the descendants that moved into the uh, the northeastern part of Africa, Ethiopia, Somalia, that's Cush, that you heard that came from one of Noah's sons. So Cush can, can include Ethiopia, or uh, Egypt, I mean, Egypt and Somalia and Sudan. Okay, these are all Muslim nations, all unrest, all kind of stuff going on. Was it the uh, Clinton days we were in Somalia? That when we were in there trying to Help them out, and that turned out horrible. If you could see a, a movie without the cuss words, uh, Black Hawk Down, that was over Somalia, right? If you watch it, I mean, lots of cuss words uh, in that, so you need to watch it without. That's the whole Somalia scene over there. Put is another one that came from the uh, loins of Noah's sons. That's Libya, Northern Africa, Algiers. Tanzania, Morocco, all those. All those are on fire, kind of lit up with protests. Uh, and then Persia, I found that interesting when they brought out the second video talking about that that uh, could be modern-day Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iran. You know, we're all sweating gumballs over the fact that Iran might get nukes. Well, Pakistan has it. They have it. They already have it. And then the northern kingdom, like you said, Syria, King of the South, Egypt, you can look that up in Daniel 11, 45 and 44, 44 and 45. Saudi Arabia, the Ishmaelites, Ishmaelites who were never to be. Remember them? These, all these Muslims were never to be. Come from the disobedience. One disobedient act. I'm not hurting anybody. 
do what I want. I'm not hurt. Well, I'm suffering from that act thousands of years ago. You know what that act I'm talking about? Most of you should. Okay. And then Lebanon, which is still legally at war with Israel to this day, and Syria. They're still legally declared war. Haven't done anything lately, but they have. And Togomar, which we thought was Turkey, believe is Turkey. So we read to you this morning how Turkey, two decades, 20 years, was pals with uh, Israel. They would do war maneuvers together. And one day when one was planned, Israel said, okay, let's go. And they said, no. They broke off any kind of relationship with them, and they're teaming up with Muslims now. Turkey. Okay, then we showed you on Wednesday, but we'll, we'll show it again here tonight. I have a, another clip concerning Egypt, and this comes from, I think it, you, most of you saw it on Wednesday. So the idea is he's just kind of laying out what we're talking about. Uh, he talked about the uh, Islamic states there, Ethiopia, that's where we're talking about Somalia, uh, and those various nations. Are, are now Muslim. Okay, so now what we're going to try to do is go through a series of, I'm not sure if they're all videos or articles in the news, it's just too much. I, I get boggled down after a while trying to remember. But well, hopefully you've heard the uh, term, uh, this Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim bro Brotherhood is a religion. Okay, and just uh, for instance, like in Egypt, Mubarak, who's now been run out, uh, it is against the law for a religious organization to run on a politics uh, voting agenda. Okay, so now Mubarak is out as Obama did nothing. So he's out. Now the army is rewriting the Constitution saying that if you are belong to some religious organization, you can run for political office. 65% of Egypt is um, belongs to the Muslim Brotherhood. So you take a vote, the Muslim Brotherhood is going to win, which is a terrorist group. That's rain. That's all it is. You've heard rain before. That's all it is. God said he's not going to destroy us by a flood anymore. Just you'll see a rainbow someday. Go, thank you. Okay. So this is what's happening in Egypt. Um, Netanyahu will tell you, if we get to it, that America doesn't realize what they've done by not trying to keep Mubarak as president. He was no good. He was a dictator for 30 years in Turkey, but he left Israel alone because we would pay him. He's either $1 billion or $3 billion, I can't remember. We would pay him so much money, and he's just filthy rich. He's like, fine, I don't care about the Jews. Uprising came, they ran him out, Obama's on this, well, out he went, and now they're rewriting the law. They're going to elect. It'll be. You'll think it's democracy. You're hearing that on the news. Democracy, freedom, freedom. Mm, it's freedom to elect the terrorists is what they want, and it's going to happen in Libya, and it already happened in Gaza when they elected Hamas, the terrorist group that can't stand Israel. So that's what's going to happen. And all this is part of God's plan because they're all going to come together, start aligning up together and going, we hate Israel. Remember I showed you a clip this morning? Those of you who were here, he's yelling, death to Israel, death to Israel. And so it's all sort of lining up. Now, Muslim Brotherhood, I think we lost the video. Will it work? Excellent. Let's look at this. Yes, this is on Fox News, I think. 
to explain what the Muslim Brotherhood is if the internet gives her the power to speak. Okay, now, that last part stuns me. When I was, I was into, okay, Muslim Brotherhood, and all of a sudden, they, they wouldn't care. And I went, what, what, what'd she say? I had to back it up. Yeah, have you heard the care packages? Have you heard of those? Let me see your pause again. That's what they're saying. There's a connection. Care has been in the United States for as long as I've been in the United States. Care. Care. All the little humane thing and all the people and all the poor starving care package. All righty then. Okay, we got another one from the Jerusalem Post. I'm sure what this is. Okay, I just wanted you to see that top. Very top. Muslim Brotherhood saying they're preparing the Egyptians for war with Israel. Just got to get voted in. By the way, you guys ever watch on the History Channel all the, the rise of uh, Nazism and Hitler and all that stuff and that power and he had control of everything? And how do he do that? How do he do that? He got elected. They elected him. They elected him. So you know who you're voting for. They elected him. Okay. The third one. This one should be a video, I think, of uh, Netanyahu. Sorry about these names. Okay, was that one number four or number three? Four. Okay, one and three. That was a good one. Three would have been number says Israel shocked face event. Netanyahu's fearful of Egypt and explains why. Look here. Look at this one. This is good right here. Israel shocked by Obama's betrayal of Mubarak. Mubarak was no saint, but he kept Egypt for 30 years as a somewhat ally of Israel. Didn't want to bother with them, didn't want to do anything with them, didn't want the uh, Muslim Brotherhood to be able to run for office, wouldn't change the law, just kept getting payback from America. Uprising comes, Obama does nothing, nothing. Israel, son, stop. That's Iraq, Hussein, Obama did nothing. Okay, number five. You got that one? These are all modern news, by the way. I'm not pulling out 1904. This is February. Look here. Obama quietly builds ties with Muslim Brotherhood. Backdoor talk. February 01, 2001. You read it in here. This is, well, that's the day. But this is when it was. So, there you have it. And that's how I see it. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Couldn't help. There's so much more. Okay? A little laughter is just good. It's, it's pretty um, disturbing just to see some of this. You know, our, our very own nation. But I, like I told you this morning, I always thought, what is America going to do? Well, we're doing what we're going to do. It's nothing. It's nothing. In those articles, which we'll probably get into the next time we meet, talks about Dan and Sheban or Dan, I can't remember those words, were saying, are you coming to take their gold? They think that could be in the Young Lions. They think that could be Britain, Great Britain and America, just putting up a wee little bit of protest. What do you guys do? And then they'll go back to doing nothing. Sometimes I think of things on the spot and can't really prove them, but here's some homework. Find out if there is, I think there is, an elected <clears throat> Muslim somewhere in our government, Washington, Senator, Congressman. I'm pretty sure there is. But I hate to say there is without absolutely knowing. There is. So they're now winning elections. Maybe the elections.
All right, let's stand. Where's my my band? <clears throat> Look, I believe I believe it's my responsibility in front of God. If I'm going to be a watchman and I'm going to stand on the wall, then I got to tell you things. These are not really. They're they're not to make you panic because you should be secure in the things of God. I mean, it's saddening. It can be unnerving, but it ought to just fire up your walk with God even more. You better get closer to God so you can stay on that cutting edge. You can know that God's going to take care of you no matter what, because sheep panic. They panic. Keep your eyes on the shepherd. And that's not me. It's Almighty God. Keep your eyes upon him. God will see us through. When we, We're probably going to go back to when uh, Israel became a state. And again, I'm going to tell you this just to give you some type of uh, security when you go home. Uh, Israel was just signed, became a state. As Britain was leaving, saying, see ya, because it was getting too hot, and they were leaving after 30 years of occupying. Syria came down from the north, Egypt, come up from the south. They only had 6,000 people in the service. Only 3,000 had guns and rifles only, and only had bullets for three days. And God saw them through. God saw them through. God will see us through. But to just think that this is not happening is silly. Remember I said, have your bags packed. Have them packed. Plan on a vacation, I'm planning one. We made plans, but my bag's packed. If God, the trumpet calls before my plans, so be it. Fine. I got plans to paint this room, plans to buy this piece of furniture. I'm not going to freak out, I'm not going to become a hermit, I'm not going to hide in some cave. I'm going to serve God, I'm going to preach the word of God, and hope to win people to God. Hope we can get this place full, full of people wanting to serve God. But have your bags packed. The young folks, we have some planning on getting married here soon. Plan on Have a wonderful marriage. Live for God, but have your bags packed. Those of you who just had beautiful children, gifts from God. Absolutely. Gift from God. God gave you that child to raise. He knew what day and age is. He knew what time it is. But have your bags packed. Love that little child, pour in the Word of God into that little child, but have your bags packed. Have them packed. Don't blow off church and the things of God and, and uh, Sunday school and vacation. Get your bags packed. Get as much God in you as you can. Make the added effort because who knows what tomorrow's news is going to say. Tomorrow's news. Who knows? Okay, we're going to worship God. We're going to come to these altars. Feel secure at the altar. Want to tell God, I need to feel your arms around me. Great. Great. Worship God. Don't just sing. Worship.